Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of CONCACAF podcast news desk. I'm Eric Schmitz. I'm Jonathan Sleep. And I'm Donald Wine. And we're back with a new edition of the podcast. Uh, according to my records, this is actually the 25th episode piece that we've done. So happy silver anniversary to us. That's a big milestone. If you have silver for us at podcast podcast.com <laughs> uh hashtag pocket calf we like silver yeah. yeah i mean if if you want to donate you could also just join our patreon which is patreon.com slash podcast um donald i believe we have some new patrons since our last episode we, we do we do we have a couple we have kyle reed so kyle thank you very much for being a patron and our girl ebony christmas ebony you are the woman Thank you so much for being a patron of the podcast. We I mean, really I feel, appre- I feel we're so much cooler now that we know that Ebony is a is a patron is a patron. No, seriously, this is this is a lot of uh, credibility for us. Which you know, the brand is strong. A, <laughs> the brand is strong. <laughs> the brand is strong, but credibility is something that's kind of hard to come by for us. But uh, the vibes definitely up uh, right now. So. Last time we talked, there was a lot going on. There was the World Cup draw. World Cup qualifying had just finished. Uh, We had the more important thing, the CONCACAF Nations League draw. As we near closer to mankind's most important athletic event, uh, the return of CONCACAF Nations League. But we do have some other stuff going on. Uh, We just had the CONCACAF W Championship. Uh, They completed their qualification uh donald let's talk about concacaf w championship qualification uh how'd that go well there were six seeded teams that were formed into six groups obviously there was 30 teams uh that were a part of this but uh, i will tell you that there was not a lot of drama in the qualification for the concacaf w championship the group winners were the teams that were supposed to be the class of the group i.e the seeded team so I'm just going to really quickly read off the group winners before we get into uh, the, the the results of the draw. Group A, Mexico won with a plus 34 goal differential. Costa Rica won Group B with a plus 22 goal differential. Keep in mind that I'm reading these without saying how they did in the group. I'll explain why in a second. Group C was Jamaica, also a plus 22 goal differential. Panama, plus 24 goal differential. They win Group D. Group E, the winners were Haiti with a bona fide plus 44 goal differential. And Group F, the winner, Trinidad and Tobago, with a plus 16 goal differential. Now, as I mentioned, only Trinidad and Tobago won their group without going 100%. They were the only team that suffered something more than a win in all four of their games. They had three wins and a draw. Everyone else won their group by winning all four matches. The final thing I'll mention is, there is the high end. I saw. I, I mentioned some of the goal differentials and how high they were. I just want to shout out a couple of teams that were on the low end of things. Turks and Caicos, they went 0-4, and they had a minus 46 goal differential. And the British Virgin Islands went 0-4 as well. They had a minus 43 goal differential. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was a lot of drama in these groups. As you said, Trinidad and Tobago is the only one that actually dropped points. My favorite stat is in the 24 games the group winners played, because uh, with the groups, they all played four games. Um, 
combined, they gave up five goals between the six teams in their entire group play. And that was five goals by two of the six teams. <laughs> so people, there was, there wasn't a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of close games at the top end of these groups. I mean, I got a lot of drama. I, yeah. I, I want to give a shout out to a team that didn't qualify Nicaragua. Um, you know, they finished on seven points in that group F. So that the one group that did not, um, but they finished with a plus 28 goal difference and they beat Turks and Caicos in 19-0. 19-0. I told you Turks were not having a great tournament. That's for sure. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. They did not have a good tournament. But like, I mean, you scored 19 goals in a game and still didn't make it through, which is, you know, I mean, I think it goes like, I mean, that's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. Now, I mean, we've talked about this in the past. It's great for all of these nations, especially these smaller islands that their women's national teams are really in their infancy uh, to get important games like this. And yeah, there were some ass whoopings handed out. Uh, in this tournament, uh, Haiti knocked off British Virgin Islands by a 21-0 score. Uh, so, you know, three touchdowns, that, that'll get a W in this tournament. But for some of these smaller countries, being able to play official games against teams at their level, it, it's got to be beneficial down the line. Um, so great tournament. Uh, very important that these teams got these games. But we got our six group winners. So these six group winners Donald gave us uh, went to the draw for the CONCACAF W Championship this summer. Uh, Jonathan, how'd the draw go? What are we looking at? So draw came out. And so before I touch on the draw, I'm just going to talk about how this happened, like what happens with these games and the results. So the top two from each of the group qualify, qualify to the Women's World Cup. Uh, and then advanced to the knockout stage. The third place team in both of these groups um, go to the intercon interconfederation playoff. And so, while you know it'll be great for whoever wins the W championship, the really the big thing is it's all about the group play, and it's all about you know the, that qualification for the for the women's World Cup. So, uh, in Group A, we have the United States, Mexico, Jamaica, and Haiti. And then in Group B, Canada, Costa Rica, Panama, and Trinidad and Tobago. And the CONCACAFW Championship will be held this summer, uh, this July, in Monterey, Mexico. Uh, the games will be played at Estadio BBVA and Estadio Universitario, uh, the home of Monterey and the home of uh, Pumas, correct? Tigres. Tigres. Sorry, I got wrong cat. <laughs> Wrong cat, wrong <laughs> university. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got Pumas. I, say, the, I got Pumas on the mind for something that we'll talk about a little later. This might yeah. be. Well, the other uh, thing about this, the ahead. other thing about this tournament is that it also serves as Olympic qualifying. The winner of the tournament will also directly qualify for the 2024 Summer Olympics. Second and third place will be in a playoff that will be next fall, uh, September 2023. So there's a lot riding on this and there's a lot of teams i mean keep in mind there's six there are eight teams and six of them are going to be involved in something whether it's the world cup the olympics or the playoff they're going to be involved in something yeah so it the pressure isn't exactly high to get a lot of results but you you get the results 
I mean, you finish top two in your group to move on to the knockout. You're going to the World Cup. So World Cup qualifying, a little less strenuous uh, for these women's teams than it is for the men's teams, as we just saw uh, completed this spring. So everything kicks off July 4th with Group A. The U.S. will take on Haiti and Mexico will take on Jamaica. July 5th, Group B kicks off. Uh, July 7th, Group A. July 8th, Group B. July 11th, both groups will have their final match uh, to end the group stage. All of these games, again, taking place at Estadio BBVA and Estadio Universitario in Monterey uh, with semifinals and a final on July 14th and July 18th, respectively, to determine the Olympic Games of 2024 participant. Um, so you win a few games, you're in the World Cup. You win all of the games, you're in the Olympics. Um, so really fantastic tournament we've got ahead of us in July. Uh, let's go to club sports. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League. We're getting down to the end. Uh, Jonathan, where are we at with CONCACAF Champions League? So CONCACAF Champions League, I think probably the last time we we spoke, the semifinals took place. Uh, and, you know, one of the things which I, you know, everyone that listens to this um, knows is that no MLS team has won the current iteration of CONCACAF Champions League. We've had many. Thank you for uh, saying the current current iteration. I I, 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 I that, Donald. Donald, yeah, yeah. Can, you want... clarif- can you clarify why it's the current iteration? What has happened in the past? Well, DC United has won a trophy, uh, the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which was the previous iteration of this tournament. Also, they won that in 1998. The LA Galaxy won it in 2000, right before it became a, the, the current, I guess, not the current, but like a, a reformatted Champions Cup. It then became the Champions League, I want to say in 2007 or 2008, but no MLS team has won it since they have revamped it into the Champions League. But make no mistake, MLS teams have won this trophy. DC United has won in their trophy case, and so do the Galaxy. Thank you for history moment, Donald. So semifinals wrapped up. Um, we had the New York City FC take on the Seattle Sounders. Uh, the Sounders ended up advancing um, uh, with a 3-1 win at home and then a 1-1 second leg against, which I'm going to call CONCACAF shit, um, New York <laughs> City in their fourth home venue uh, and third home venue of this tournament um, because I, well, they just need to be the Wanderers at this point. But yeah, they don't have a home. They New York played a home game in L.A. Let just let that just let that sink in. That's yeah. some kind of half shit. They they have played they have played home games in every state except their own. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe there's a rule in Concacaf's charter that uh, you cannot win the Champions League if you don't actually have a stadium. Um, also, so, what what Kinko what FedEx office are they going to print out a banner? <laughs> I mean, did they do? Oh, no, actually, I take that back. They're going to save some money. They'll do it at home. And they'll bring it. It's only it's only going to be eleven by fourteen. They just need some legal paper from from Staples. They'll be fine. So the second uh, semifinal was Cruz Azul 
uh, versus Pumas. Back to Eric's uh, another cat on the brain. Uh, Pumas advances uh, 2-1 on aggregate, so uh, a 2-1 win at home in Mexico City, um, and then followed that up with a 0-0 draw on the road to Cruz Azul. So um, we are set for our our final um, between Seattle and Pumas. Uh, so Nat MLS is, you know, out there to uh, to get try to win its first uh, tournament of this current iteration. Yeah, I did find it interesting that the first leg, who, the teams that won the first leg basically went on the road and held on in the second leg. Uh, both teams just going and getting a draw and getting through to the final. Um, so the final for CONCACAF Champions League, first leg is April 27th. Second leg is going to be. Uh, May 4th uh, with Pumas hosting the first leg and Seattle hosting the second leg. And we've got weeks of stories ahead of us about whether or not MLS can finally get over the hump in the current iteration of CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I know you guys, like myself, have watched a lot of these games. Uh, Do you think the conversation about how MLS struggles to win this tournament uh, is going to really hurt the Sounders here. No, I mean, I, cause I think the conversation has almost kind of turned a little bit that in the, at least in the lead up of what I've seen is that like, there's already the excuses in place of like, these aren't the Mexico team. These aren't the, the Liga MX teams of years past. These aren't your powerhouses. Like Tigres is, is down. Uh, Club America is down. Chivas is down. So it's, um, and even this, you know, we've seen great Cruz Azul teams and great Monterey teams. Um, and so I think there's already that little bit of a discussion about how um, if, if MLS does achieve, um, it is going to be just, well, the Mexican teams are having, a, you know, a couple down years. I think the biggest test for Major League Soccer teams, or at least the biggest Achilles heel for Major League Soccer teams, is that they can't win on the road to Mexico in this tournament. Not just in the final, but at any point, it's very rare that you see MLS teams go down to Mexico and get victories, or they go down to Saprissa and get victories. That's going to be the major test. I think the great thing for Seattle, uh, if you're if you're a Seattle fan, you're actually glad that you go on the road first because your job is just to hold serve. If you can get a draw, get some sort of result, even if you're you lose by one you could come back to Lumen Field and you you feel like you still have the advantage. But if you get blown out of the waters and get Molly whopped down in, at, at Azteca, or I'm sorry, not at Azteca, at Universitario, then it's a wrap. The, the, the final is going to be a formality at Lumen Field. So I think that's, the, that's always been the major hiccup for American and Canadian teams is that they just can't win down south. And if Seattle can do that, they have a great chance of lifting the trophy. I mean, we saw Seattle, they did go down to Mexico against Leon and get a 1-1 draw. Granted, they went into that game already up 3-0. And so, I mean, we saw with even with the Revolution, unable, um, you know, they take a 3-0 win over Pumas, uh, then go down to, to Mexico City to the Estadio Olimpico and get knocked out. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this all unfolds. Um, Big, big moment for American soccer as they really try to get over the hump here. Um, but in other club competitions and more on brand for this podcast, 
Uh, currently, we are approaching the conclusion, as we record, approaching the conclusion of the 2022 Caribbean Club Shield. Now, this tournament, uh, also known as the CFU Club Shield, shout out CFU, uh, podcast favorites. Um, this is a tournament qualifier for CONCACAF League, which is not even CONCACAF Champions League, it's CONCACAF League. Uh, these are made, comprised of teams classified from non-professional leagues. So the smaller islands like Aruba, Bonaire, Dominica, Puerto Rico, this, this is for teams from those leagues to qualify for the major CONCACAF club competitions. Now we've completed the group stage. Uh, now, being CONCACAF, even CFU, the format is, of course, very concacaf Three groups, but there's four teams advancing to the knockout stage of this. Uh, so Group A, Bayamon FC of Puerto Rico advanced, winning that group. In Group B, we had advancing both Zhang Holland of Curaçao and Gossier of Guadeloupe to the, the knockout stage. And in Group C, thanks to a final match win over Golden Lion FC of uh, Martinique, uh, podcast favorites, Ronnie Brun- Brunswick squad, Inter Mongo Tapo of Suriname, moving on to the knockout stage. So the semifinals, as we record, have not quite happened yet. Uh, Zhang Holland taking on Bayamon FC and Inter Mongo Tapo taking on AS Gossier. This tournament taking place in Puerto Rico right now. The winner of this tournament will take on the Caribbean Club Championship fourth place team for a spot in the CONCACAF League preliminary round. The Caribbean Club Championship taking place next month in May. Shout out the team that is the current title holders that didn't make this edition of the competition, SV Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> the vibes are just real. CFU is the greatest subregion of CONCACAF. We have been, we have, we have held that held dear to our hearts, and this tournament is no exception. I do have a question, and sure. and Eric, you can provide a little more context. So, sure. um, in talking about keeping with the spirit of, of CONCACAF, um, three there are three groups. Uh-huh. Two groups had three teams. One group had four. Uh-huh. Um, was it just the the set the second place team with the most points? Because if that's the case, it seems a little um, advantageous to be the team in the group uh, with four teams playing an extra game. That's an excellent question, and you are correct. The semifinal matchups were the second best group winner and the third best group winner, and then the best group winner and best ranked second place finisher. So theoretically, like Group B's got the advantage. Now, the interesting part is Zhang Holland and Gossier both finished with seven points. So not only did Gossier have an advantage playing an extra game, they actually had more points than both group winners from the other groups. So it was kind of set up for Group B. to. They had more than they could possibly get. Like yeah, they had they, seven they, they, points, and they couldn't possibly get more than six. Yeah, Inter uh, um, Mangotope, they fin- they won both their games. They finished with six points. They literally could not. They they captured a hundred percent of the points available to them. Yeah, I mean theoretically, mm-hmm. if there's a lot of draws in that Group B, then maybe 
one of these group A or group C teams finds a way to get through. I mean, shout out Junior Stars FC, who finished second in group A. Shout out Golden Lion FC, who finished second in group C. Both fantastic CONCACAF club names. Um, but uh-huh. really, like this tournament, it's it's what you want out of football in our, so- I'm sorry, soccer in our region. I do want to give a, a, a brief moment of silence for the, the withdrawn teams that were not able to play in the group stage. So uh, let's have a moment of silence for the following teams. North Village Rams, Flames United SC, Scholars International, and Platinum FC. If those are not straight out of real team, fake team, I don't like if there was a grouping that embodies real team, fake team, it is those teams. Well, I'm fairly Pretty confident. sure Flames, Flames United was Flames United SC was literally out of real team or fake team. I know, yeah, but I was, I was, I was like, I recognize the same, and we've done St. Martin. Yeah, shout out Scholars International, your 2020, 2021 Cayman Islands Premier League champions, one of the premier leagues in Concacaf in more ways than one. And I would like to petition the CFU next year for this competition. You're inviting us. That's that's your job. Well, this is the tournament that we want. It's funny you bring that up because this is the last time they're having it. This is going defunct. I, I said what I said. <laughs> the I next said, time this thing happens, year, bring us. I mean, just you can send us the islands. You don't even got to play the games. Just yeah. send us. <laughs> just show us how what it would what it would look like if you did play it. This would be the stadium. It's empty, but imagine fans in there. Great. Now go to the beach. Yeah, whatever team you root for, just ask yourself how many Caribbean club shields have they won, and just simply not enough. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Jonathan, you're a big Liverpool guy. How many Caribbean club shields they got? Big None. goose egg. <laughs> big, big goose egg goose right egg. there. They've always they've always strived to be the best, and they never can until they have one of those in their trophy case. Caribbean club <laughs> shield champion. You'll never sing that. <laughs> All right. All right. We, let's, let's move on. We got other business to attend to. Um, so we put out a call on Twitter. Thanks to everyone that responded. Um, time for postcards to the pod. Uh, always looking for your listener questions. We know you want to know more about CONCACAF. We know we want to tell you more about CONCACAF. It's all about the CONCACAF discussion. So we got two really good questions that we're going to focus on. First off, we're going to lead off our friend Jen Glicos, uh, patron, great friend of the podcast, has this excellent question for us. So I'll read it. Uh, Donald, I'll let you lead off. Then Jonathan can jump in. Going back to World Cup qualifying, if you could have attended any non-U.S. CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers this round, which one would it be and why? Now, do we want to specify on this specific round as in like the final round i feel yeah, like that's the, so what the I, question's going for so the question's yes. for the octagonal but i think when we were discussing it with her she then expanded to say any well do so, we want to save that for one more round and then talk let's about save octagonal that for one here okay we can yeah. save that for one more round so let me do just the octagonal match for me if there's one match that i probably would have gone to and would have had all the vibes, all of the goals, all of the just, just cock that there is. It is on November 12th, 
Honduras two, Panama three, at at the Olympico, like in Honduras. I think that game is probably the one that I would be at. One because power chicken exists. Two, PJ tacos exists. And three, that was probably outside of the U.S. games that we went to. Uh, that was probably the wildest non-U.S. game in the entire octagonal round. That would be the one I go to. Okay. Shout out Power Chicken. I mean, I'm going for the vibe. Oh, let me say this. I think the biggest shame is the fact that uh, Jamaica did not have any home crowds for any of the games other than the U.S. Uh, versus versus uh, Jamaica. I believe they actually did have fans for the Honduras game, the final match as well. Ah. So they, they they did get it get it in for the final match. Yes. So if I had to choose, I you know, I'd probably that Mexico Canada game. I know this is like the complete opposite of like what the spirit of World of Concacaf is, but like, I mean, in Edmonton, with ten feet of snow on the ground around the place. I think that is most definitely that's the game that I want to go to because it just would be so perfect to have been able to go experience to, you know, you get to get, you get to beat the beat Mexico. The U S gets to beat Mexico two zero, and then you get to go and watch Mexico lose in that same window in Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, for me, just as like an independent bystander, I'm tempted to go Donald's route and go for the power chicken. Very, very reasonable way to go about this. Uh, I also would be interested in like going to Panama, which I love Panama City, one of my favorite places in CONCACAF to go. I think just as an independent bystander, it would have been really interesting to be at Canada, Jamaica in March with Canada clinching their first trip to the World Cup since the 1980s. Uh, a 4-0 win. The game was never in doubt. It would probably be a huge party. They had 30,000 people at BMO Field. It's just like to see that spectacle um, because we really didn't get anything like that as far as an exciting clinching for either of the teams. Like Mexico and the United States kind of backed in. I mean, Mexico did qualify with a win. The U.S. qualified on a loss. But Canada was the only one that really got to really have a party. So it would have been cool to be there. So that, I'm going to go with that for my answer. I think those Plus are three pizza very pizza. solid answers. Yeah. Um, so excellent question, Jen. We'll dive back into the past rounds for our one more round ex- patron exclusive podcast, which you can hear and is up by the time you're listening to this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. So there's the plug there. Our other question comes from our friend, Ryan McCauley, a good friend of the program. Uh, His question is, which national teams from each of the other confederations would fit best in CONCACAF in terms of vibes? And now, as we know, CONCACAF is a vibes-based economy, so it is important to be competitive in CONCACAF based on vibes. So, Jonathan, I'm going to defer to you first here. What are we looking for? vibe wise so real quick on, on the vibes piece i do have i have received some feedback on the pod um, okay about uh 
the fact that someone has not gotten shirts printed that say CONCACAF is a vibes-based economy. We're working. Um, weird. I've gotten the same know. feedback. It's weird. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. The the merch is coming. Relax. We will gladly give you merchandise in exchange for money in the near future. Josh just wants you to know, make the shirt, you coward. Um, yes. But no, so if I'm going to go um, national teams from other confederations, I'm first going to make a stop in you, uh, in the in AFCON, you know, my feelings on the fact that um, the, the brother sister pot, uh, confederation of CONCACAF is in terms, especially in terms of vibes, is um, AFCON. Uh, and so uh, I or CAF, not AFCON, I'm thinking the AFCON Cup of Nations. <laughs> we know what um, you got gold jacket, um, green jacket. So I'm, I'm going, yeah. I'm going, I'm going Ghana. I mean, if you got to see the celebrations uh, in Dakar after they won the uh african cup of nations that is a nation um just in terms of pure vibes should be a part of Concacaf. do you say ghana or senegal i meant senegal, senegal sorry yeah okay. senegal donald what are you going to go with like who who do you think would assimilate into uh Concacaf well so I, I don't know. I don't know, Slape, if you were going to do all of them because the question said each of the other confederations. So I picked one from each confederation. So I don't know if you did that. I want to go. No, back I to didn't. I didn't. I just was. I was just going with the one in Senegal. Was Senegal was where I was was after. Okay, so I'm going to quickly list one from each confederation. Uh, I'll start in Africa uh, because again, yes, brother sister and the vibes. Uh, I went with Nigeria specifically because the Jersey game would fit right in. Uh, with the vibes here in CONCACAF um, as they have the best jerseys on planet Earth. Um, in Asia, I go with South Korea. Similar reason, but also just yeah. their, their their brand is strong. Uh, UEFA was the most difficult one, but I went with France just because France is just awesome to watch and, and you need to have another team that kind of would challenge us because um, I'm pretty sure the last time we played them, they did not win. Um, so that that says something about the about the World Cup champs. Comic Bowl, the vibes are, are real throughout that con- continent, but I'm going with Brazil for obvious reasons. Um, and then finally, Oceania, a, a lot of islands. We love that. The vibes of, of, of islands qualifiers in Oceania is 100%. I'm going to go with Tahiti there, uh, only because they made a Confederations Cup with a dude who had to take time off because he was the postman. Not a postman, the postman, the postman for all of Tahiti. So they did not get their mail for three weeks because this man was playing in the Confederations Cup back in 2013. That's that's my team. All right. I, Donald, I am going to agree with you on one. First, we'll start in ConMobile, Brazil. Brazil, I don't care that they'd immediately be the best team in the Confederation. I don't care that it would really throw off the power of the North America. Brazil fucking rocks the vibes are immaculate it is perfect with wonderful people and give me away qualifiers in brazil yesterday like For sign real. me up sign me up right now i'll, I'll i will the, say there's, I'll take there's the L one from the beach there is one there is one uh i guess stipulation that they would have to sign is that every other qualifier has to be in natal they can go anywhere else in the yes. country for Deal. the second one but every other one has to be played in the top. Where do I sign? That is my question. Where do I sign? All right. 
going to Africa to CAF, I'm going Madagascar because it is an island and we are all about the islands. So Madagascar, you're in if you want to be in. No love so, for Comoros. I mean, they're, they're just, a good island. Madagascar would just add a different element and, you know, stuff like people love Madagascar. Also, I eyes. Yeah. I eyes are dope. Yeah. And lemurs. Yeah. Uh, Asia to AFC. I'm going Guam. U.S. territory fits right in. Perfect. Another beautiful island. Let's go. Two, UEFA. This one's a little tougher, but Gibraltar. Get on in. Miller, <laughs> Miller Island. We're going. We, you can see where we're going here. And then really the toughest one, OFC, Oceania. Really, if I wasn't so obsessed with CONCACAF, OFC would be like my other like love. That would be like what it would interest me the most. Um, like Guam, got to stick with the brotherhood. American Samoa, you're in. I definitely consider American yeah. Samoa. OFC so since- was the toughest one for me to pick, to be honest. I mean, Fiji could be wonderful. New Caledonia. Very interesting. Solomon Islands. Yeah, sure. You know, Tahiti also very better. I mean, at worst, you're going New Zealand. And yeah. if New Zealand is at worst, then you're doing okay in life. So exactly. I, I've given some thought as we as we've gone through this. So I'm five words to add additional. So UEFA, um, mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, the Netherlands because Ooh. I like the idea of having um Hey, you have place in former territories. Love that. Mm. I, I, oh, yeah. I the, like from the narrative perspective. I want that. Um, if we go then to uh, to AFC, I'm going Japan because I want want to go to Japan. It's also an also a set of islands, so it, me, it meets it meets it meets that qualification. Um, Fiji for for OFC. Um, you know, Tahiti is another great one, but I mean let's diversify here um and then i have to agree on brazil i mean that's that is the that is the place that that has to be a part of the new world order yeah i mean it it was funny it came up i was having a conversation the other day about the world cup with somebody at work and um yeah natal came up and it's just like that night before party before usa ghana in 2014 is the best party to ever happen on planet earth. Um, it is, it is the greatest event involving soccer that the United States has ever seen. It, yes. It's, it is not close. It, there's yeah. no, like you can, you can say something second, but second is in a Peloton with everybody else. That one is leaps and bounds behind. There's still people who like have PTSD in a good way when, you know, Kid Cudi's pursuit of happiness comes on oh, God, because they yeah. go back to the night and then they just kind of they're the wave of emotion just takes you over. Yeah, we should do like an oral history of that night. Just oh, some man. people that were there. That'd be there's a lot of that phenomenal. night that I should not talk about. Yeah, a lot of that <laughs> night, like you can't like you don't remember everything, but you remember everything. Oh, I remember it. everything. I just shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> What happens in Natal stays in Natal. Shout R. out Decky Bar. R.I.P. Yeah, God, Decky. What a what a place for one one night of drinks at there. 
at Decky, I, what I would give. All right. Uh, so those are our two postcards of the pod we're using for this episode. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, we'll continue that conversation on one more round, which you can listen to right now on our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media again at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-F on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Interact with us. There's a lot going on in CONCACAF. We try to keep up with it. Um, I mean, Nations League is right around the corner, boys. And we're just going to keep building and building and building towards the greatest competition on the planet. Uh, Donald, Jonathan, you guys want to push your projects here? Yeah, I mean, you can follow me at SSP on Twitter and then find me at uh, Speedway Soccer and Broadway Sports Media. And for me, at DW on Twitter and Instagram, uh, trying to post a little bit more on Instagram, especially some of the pictures that I got uh, when I was in Doha. So go over there if you want to look at all that content. Uh, but just for the news, uh, uh, Twitter is where I normally hang out. And uh, yeah, Stars and Stripes FC. And, uh, you know, I also do college basketball, but um, that is where you can find me, at DW. Start there and branch out. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Our last episode was that broke like a listener record for us. So we appreciate all the love we're getting, all the attention we're getting. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and embracing the glory of CONCACAF. Don't worry, merchandise is on the way. Uh, That's it for us this week. We'll be back soon with more content. Catch us on Patreon now, and we'll see you later.